Harris is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State has won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Can you believe it? He's going for the corner. Kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. Welcome, everyone, to the fifth year podcast. It is yours truly, Parker Biggs, along with Zach Ruley and Clint Maxey in the producer chair, and it is our week 11 episode, so a uh, lot to look back on on week 10, college football rankings freshly released, and then looking ahead uh, to week 11, we got some good ones, so uh, yeah, any immediate thoughts uh, or reactions from, from last week? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, the Michigan State loss was kind of shocking. I mean, it's even though Purdue is a slight underdog, uh, even with their pedigree, I guess, against ranked teams as an unranked team, still a little surprising. And then uh, Baylor falling to TCU is certainly a, a, a big deal. Yeah, that Baylor loss, uh, it kind of looked like a trap game, but no one knew Chandler Morris was going to put up that kind of show. Uh, that was uh, pr- pretty unreal. Chandler Morris, the OU transfer, uh, goes out and throws for 461 yards, rushes for 70, three touchdowns, uh, and put Baylor in a not ideal spot for the conference title race. They really need to run the table uh, to get back in it at this point. But, yeah, Baylor, a team that's really won off of not making mistakes. Uh, Bohannon had one interception through the first seven games and now back-to-back weeks with two interceptions. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, – Really a huge altering. So now altering. I wonder if Duggan is still out next week or if he's healthy. Is, is Morris Chandler, hasn't the guy. Yeah, you have to play yeah, I mean, he, They look like a totally different team. They, I mean, it was a bit of a buzzsaw that Baylor was going into there with game yeah, one after Gary up. Patterson. They wanted to win that one. But, I mean, I mean, Baylor's defense has been really, really good. They all got season. carved up Saturday. Yeah. I think they gave up almost 500 yards. Maybe, yeah, more than 500 Over 500 yards. yards. I mean, Morris had over 500 yards by himself. God. I think a benefit or a benefit for TCU certainly was um, they had no film on Chandler Morris. There's oh, no not, film no. that existed until Saturday of that kid and how he plays. So. I didn't see the, the – I mean, no one could have seen this game coming, but I'm not surprised. This guy in his – the little bit we saw at Oklahoma – looked like a playmaker i mean the guy he can get out of the pocket make players to the air he's really i mean he's a coach's son so uh he i'm not i'm not necessarily necessarily shocked by this was uh, he ever more than three deep on the depth chart or do you well one of the main reasons like the early sign that mordecai was out last year was when he came in and during the big 12 championship like first possession oh yeah when they did the little fake injury deal mm-hmm with with rattler and then uh, he went in but he was third string most of last season but he was only there for a year he was only at norman for a semester right um but yeah he's 
he had a ball game. Baylor just couldn't get after him at all. He was sitting back there no, all day and, long. and Baylor still ran the ball pretty well. It was uh, Bohannon had kind of a bad break on one of those picks. I think he threw a deep ball that got tipped and touchback sort of deal. But then the other one was a bad, just a bad read and a bad throw. Uh, other than that, Baylor didn't play all too bad. They, they did a good job taking care of the ball besides that. Yeah, so they've got uh, now OU coming into town uh, this week. So they still control their own destiny. I believe. I think if they win their last three games, they'd they'd get in. Yeah, something like. I think they would need. Yeah, their opponent would be TBD in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they they still control things, but that would include a win over OU on Saturday. So yeah, that was a big one. And then like you said, Purdue takes down another top five team, which this is insane. Seventeen all time wins as an unranked opponent versus top time top five teams. It's like six more than the second most. Uh, they just have a, have a knack for it. And they have been pretty inconsistent this year, but that offense is, is explosive. David Bell is one of the very best receivers in the country, arguably the favorite for the Blitnikoff, right up there with some of those Ohio State receivers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they just came out there. and uh, I was going to say, name, much- name another – I mean – um Olave from Ohio State's very good. Gary that Drake Wilson. London was going to be one of the guys, and he's out for the season. Um, David Bell might be the best one in the country. I think he though. is. I think he's the best receiver in the country. Clint, do you know how many uh, receiving yards and all that he has? On it. Um, but he's got to be up there. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good. He's got to be right around 1,000 yards at this point in the season. Um, but, yeah, he had 211 catches, 217 yards, touchdown, Aiden O'Connell, their quarterback, 40 for 54, 536 yards. Uh and three touchdowns. So Michigan State uh, still right up there in the East with only the one loss with Ohio State still ahead of them. Uh, so they still control their own destiny for the playoffs, but uh, that room for, for March is gone. And they don't look – I mean, does anyone really think Michigan State's a playoff team? I mean, no. It's not – but also Purdue won that game. and They didn't even shut Kenneth Walker down. I mean, he still had no. 136 yards, six yards of carry, like – he still can. He still could win the Heisman. Oh yeah, I mean, like, they're. I mean, he's in the thick of it still, especially I mean, if they were to beat Ohio State. They, yeah, he'd probably win the Heisman yeah. in that scenario. He might still. David Bell is sixth in receiving yards. What's what is his yards per game? Um, 125 yards per game. Pretty salty. What? Where is that? Can you see where that ranks? That's fourth in the country. Who's leading yards in yards per game? 146. Devin Tompkins from Utah State. How many games? I wonder if see, the thing about like a that that guy, he's probably a very good receiver, but, he, but the odds of him winning. Right. Right. No one's watching small. CBS Sports at eleven thirty on Saturday night. Yeah, it's Drake London and then David Bell are power five, top two power five. Yeah, so I mean Michigan State with the loss, no other uh losses from those top teams, but several Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, and Cincinnati all all struggled to beat teams that they were significantly better than no one, no one wants the number two spot. I mean, we know now we'll talk about the rankings here in a second. Um, we know what they did with it, but I mean, there's no, I mean, you could make an argument for easily five or six teams. I think at this point to be the second best team in the country. Yeah. I, I will say, I can tell you it's not Cincinnati. TU's no, yeah. Tulsa's terrible. And Cincinnati's Cincinnati not the best, second best team. squeaked that one out. I mean, they tried to give it away at the end. I don't know if you saw the oh, play. Yeah. The, the QB, like why'd they do that? Yeah. Incredibly frustrating stuff. I, it's probably Alabama, though, right? Alabama or Ohio State. Yeah, I think if I mean, Oregon and Ohio State played again tomorrow, Ohio State wins the game. Right. 
at some point, Ohio State will pass them, which we'll go more into this into this part. But yeah, Alabama, they didn't look good at all. They looked not ready at all. Their offense, they couldn't run the ball. Yeah. Well, they had six rushing yards all day. Yeah, definitely. The the only I'd even say, I mean, Georgia's looked not weak at, at points in time, but that defense travels more time than not. Right. So. Georgia's offense can take a while to get going. But aside from Georgia, it's it's wide open. Yeah. So Alabama escapes LSU. Failed to uh, score 30 points for the first time. Uh, they had a 34-game streak of at least 30 points. Offensive line was bad. I mean, looked yeah. bad this week. They It's not your typical Alabama offensive line at all. Couldn't run the ball. Couldn't couldn't get the run game going. Only six yards. Allowed five sacks. And they needed two late stops. The defense uh, did look better, honestly, than they have a lot of times. Will Anderson, that guy is a beast. He's a stud. Four yeah. sacks, I think. Or no, four tackles for loss. I mean, 12 ta- tackles. Um, so there are some. Their defense was actually better than it has been for most of the season. But, I mean, I'd be very good. I mean, they're just so – Is they're next week their cupcake game? like the Yeah, New Mexico State. Okay, okay. yeah. That's a... the, the, the late season that's SEC a, that's a, cupcake. That's a bye, yeah, it's a bye week. Yeah, so they'll, they'll get that done. But then, I mean, that Auburn game to end the season, that might end up – Iron Bowl is always interesting. Where yeah. is it at this year? I think it's it's at Auburn. Yeah, it's it is. Fun. Yeah, this is. Um... I mean, that's a game that Alabama could could definitely lose. Uh, but then, like you said, Cincinnati uh, survived Tulsa. Really, Tulsa should have should have possibly forced overtime there at the end. Like you said, uh, Cincinnati fumbled it late, gave the ball to Tulsa like at the one yard line, and they had four plays, couldn't get it. Brand the Tulsa quarterback could have walked into the end zone decided to yeah, slide so it goes down early i think that was on second down so then on third and fourth cincinnati uh couldn't get it in tulsa fumbles it into the end zone on the on fourth down cincinnati gets it and uh survives against a, a really not a good tulsa team a scrappy tulsa, tulsa team maybe that's played teams tough but yeah they lost to navy they lost to uc davis not a not a great Tulsa team, and they ran for 300 yards. Cincinnati's rush defense has not been good. No, it's not very. I mean, Tulane has got too. a halfway decent run game. Shamari Brooks yeah. and uh, what's the other running back's name? But they're, they're not bad. They're pretty balanced in that. They got a couple running backs that they rotate in. But yeah, it's Cincinnati, and then Ohio State. That one seems a little different. Nebraska, that's a tough place to play, as we acknowledged last week. Yeah, it's not. I mean, Nebraska, I think that loss, nine points, was their biggest loss yeah, of the season. Yeah, it was. It was their biggest loss all season. So, Frost has them turning in the right direction. He has some athletes on both sides of the ball. Played them hard. But I wouldn't – I'd say Ohio State, given the circumstances of all the games last week, that was – Yeah, that was, that was the one best. I was – that's the team I'm least concerned about. Yeah. Because Nebraska's defense is good. They had Ohio to go State show really – I mean, Ohio State also had to settle once – this is two weeks in a row now where they've settled for field goals. Yeah. Four, four field goals. Um and Nebraska, but then on the other flip side of things, Nebraska also missed two short. I know one was 31-yarder. I think the other one was short. They punted it. I mean, it's those fourth down plays where they just, their special team shoots them in the foot, a bad punt, missed field goals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just find ways not to not to win the game. Adrian Martinez wasn't he's, bad. What do, you, what do you think of him? I think he's pretty uh... – I think he's bad in general because he's a – if he could avoid see the thing about him is if he can avoid turnovers but that typically means you're going to avoid the big you're also going to avoid big plays from him because he's going I mean, to be super shirt, conservative he's a redshirt junior at this i mean you know he is who he is and it's a, a guy that turns the ball over often uh and if he could avoid that he'd be good he's athletic he can make plays with his leg but he's that's never going to happen 
they need it. They, I'm like I said last week, they are a good quarterback from being an eight and four team, and I feel even stronger about that after being OU, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, four games that they were literally right. Ohio yeah, State, but they're right, and they could they're in this game. They had a chance to to go tie it or take the lead late in the game. Yeah, they settled losses, for that field goal, missed the field goal. Purdue lost by five, Ohio State nine, Michigan State three, Minnesota seven, Illinois eight. So yeah. Illinois is definitely their worst game of the season. That's when they'll look back on yeah. the should have had it. But yeah, so they are now not gonna be poll eligible. Is it their fourth straight year? Pretty I bad. Think. Pretty bad. Um but yeah Ohio State uh Got it done, and yeah, it wasn't it, not nearly as bad as the Cincinnati or Alabama. And then Oregon uh, wins twenty six sixteen. That game was close the whole way through, though. Yeah, uh, Oregon, they do what they do. They they just don't look like a national championship team, though. They, no, I don't even think they think, look like one of the four best teams. No, they ran the ball well. And their defense played well. But Anthony Brown is he's pretty very, limited. He's average. Yeah, I mean he put. I mean, not not to say a guy can't go from a smaller school to a bigger school and, and compete. Anthony Brown never really impressed me from what I saw at Boston College. No. So you're asking him to go quarterback. Yeah, Oregon. he was solid at Boston College. And he has, he's solid at Oregon. Yeah, he's not he, he has aspirations special. of winning a national championship. I don't think he's the guy Oregon would do that with. No, no. They just don't look the part, but they're, they're going to be carrying that Ohio State win for a while. I do think eventually, you know, as they don't play ranked teams going on the stretch, that's going to – To defend Anthony Brown, though, it's tough to play when you got uh, – bookie staring you in the face from across the other side of the that's ball. true and Definitely. that would be pretty intimidating yeah, i mean that guy is as tough as it gets yeah but uh oregon ran for 329 yards on 56 carries so and they held washington to 166 yards so following that formula of run the ball and play defense and that'll that'll win you a patrol championship i think but yes nothing nothing beyond that well we'll see if utah has anything to say about that yeah utah's rolling well utah let's just go ahead and I mean, might, might as well as while we're there. Utah absolutely embarrasses Stanford. Four straight loss for Stanford. Wins 52 to seven. Uh, Utes rush for 441 yards. Uh, yeah, Stanford's got to make changes. I saw David Shaw has never fired an assistant coach. I think that's going to have to That's change. incredible. Yeah. How has he not been fired? They've been pretty. Like, hey, have you seen what he gets he paid? Gets paid like I think he's the million third, highest, bucks. third or second highest yeah. coach in America. Yeah. I guess he did have some success. I mean, he was on. really, really good. For you could argue that was riding off yeah. Harbaugh's guys and all but that. But I mean, stuff. he he he's t- taken them to th- at least three or four BCS yeah. or n- New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah, it's that's kind of like a not a Gary Patterson situation to the extent, but he's very well respected guy in that athletic department. Been there a while, one. So yeah, it's a tough loss. I think at halftime, Utah had like 400 yards, and Stanford had 28. Yeah. yeah, Utah is a totally different team though with Cameron Rising at quarterback. Yeah, uh, completely different. They look legit. I'm sure they're kicking themselves for not having him as the opening day starter, but there's no way to know truly until you get those guys in a game situation. Right um, now, if Utah and Oregon lined up, I'd probably take Utah. Yeah, I would. Oregon just doesn't wow me with. I mean, would you take Oregon to beat Cincinnati neutral site? No. No, I would I take, take I would take Cincinnati. I take I take Cincinnati too. I think that would be a that would be a good game. Yeah. I don't think yeah, no, I'd take Cincinnati there. Oregon, Oregon just doesn't do it for me. Um, so yeah, no one wants to no one wants to I mean it's truly Georgia and everyone else. So no one really separated themselves. I think this upcoming weekend 
there's some some opportunities for some teams. So uh, we will we'll touch on that here uh, when we do our preview for next week. Uh, Wake Forest suffers their first loss. Uh, so they're number eight in the country undefeated heading into this game with UNC, but losing a shootout 58-55. Offense really, really good, like we know. Uh, but that defense eventually, eventually caught up to them. Uh, and this was the week. Uh, so the ACC is dead uh, officially uh, in the playoff conversation. Uh, what's weird is Wake Forest is still technically undefeated in ACC play. That was a non-conference game. Wait, what? That was a non-conference. Oh game. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they uh, Wake and UNC are in different divisions, so they wanted to, uh, and they don't. Play, I guess they want to play more often. So Wake Forest is still undefeated in ACC play. That is incredible because yeah. I want Wake Forest so, to win the ACC. Yeah, so they are still wild, team to beat. Wild part is. UNC finally, well, one, UNC finally rose up like they're supposed to all year and beat an actual team, like a good team. Yep. Sam Howell only had one touchdown in this game. Well, what are the, what are the running backs numbers? Um, uh, the Tennessee transfer. He had 213 yards, four touchdowns, was averaging nine and a half yards. That's first down a carry. Um, <laughs> Wake Forest defense is so bad. It is Swiss cheese, the Wake Forest defense. But, I mean, Sam Harton, I think he's a really good quarterback. How many years does he have left? The, in- the entire ACC has just turned into the ACC Coastal this year. Yeah. This is going to be a wild, wild stretch. A lot of points. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I caught the second half. It was it was very entertaining. Uh, shootouts always are. but Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a, a good old-fashioned, a good old-fashioned late, late 2008-2009 era Big 12 type game. Right well, and then Wake's got to bounce back. They have NC State Saturday. Yeah. They've, I mean, they've got a tough stretch. Then, then the Clemson after that, and I think BC did in the season. So, uh, I mean – who do you like in the, in the ACC? I'd, I'd like to say Wake, but the defense is just so bad. I think Pitt or NC State. Pitt, was, that was a bad loss to Miami because even though Miami, the switch at quarterback, I still don't think they're, yeah. they're kind of eh. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. I'd lo- like I said, I'd love to give the nod to Pitt because I think Sam Hartman might be the best quarterback in the conference. Yeah. You could – I mean, it's, it's – who knows? Draw him out of a hat at this point. Yeah. I mean – Wake's gonna probably get to the ACC championship, and then I think the Coastal is the other division that's that's wide open. So I'm not 100 percent on that, but uh, yeah, the Coastal is. I mean, Virginia could sneak in there. They're four and two. They're game back. They there's no Virginia and Wake Forest are the are the same team. They are literally the exact same team. Yeah, they are. They'll score 50 points and they'll give up 50 points. So yeah. Not much defense being played outside of Clemson in the ACC this year. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, – another big one, A&M keeps it rolling, four straight win. Uh, completely shuts down Auburn, wins 23-23. There was no no offensive touchdowns in this one. A&M's Michael Clemens had that 24-yard that scoop and score. Um, and A&M now is back in the, in the hunt for, for the SEC title if, if Auburn could win the Iron Bowl. I mean – a and M. I don't know. They. I don't know what their home their home stretch here is. Let me down. They play. Yeah, they play Ole Miss this week. A and M. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that 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 could this could be the week. I mean, their their offense, Calzada and offense are, are not good. They just they just like they exist. It's basically like how they get by is they just keep the other team off the field. Yeah, their defense like is good. Minutes. Yeah, no, they exist. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. So, yeah. get in and getting they still haven't beat anyone good away from Kyle Field. No. I mean, it's obviously a very tough place to play. I think they go – yeah, they're at – it's at – It's game day, yeah. Oh, is it game day? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not going to pick Ole Miss just yet. Ainem's favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't know. Yeah, Auburn, I picked them last week on the show. and We got the Bonex we know and love. Bonex tricked me once again. I've, I've been duped. He can't – yeah, you've been uh, – 20 for 41, 153 yards. Oh, yeah, pick. that is that is a Bonex um, stat line if I've ever QBR seen. He QBR of 26. <laughs> That is that's beautiful. He also had negative eighteen rushing yards, which I'm aware sacks count negatively towards a quarterback's rushing total. But as many times as he ran it, I I mean, AM did a good job neutralizing Tank Bigsby. Yeah, first team all. AM's defense is is yeah, really good. really good. It's good. Jimbo's doing a heck of a coaching job though, honestly. Yes, yeah, but with that offense they lost, is horrible. Yeah, he's limited offensively, but I don't know. He just he. Calzada is a game manager and a very average yeah. game manager at best. Yeah. So like, they, hey, but except against Alabama. Yeah. Except against Alabama. He blacked out. I think he would be that was to admit that as well. Yeah. That was a that was a uh a Trevor Knight type type game. But yeah, uh keeping it in Texas, Longhorns lose four straight game, get drilled by Iowa State 30 to 7. Brees Hall, another big game, 136 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Texas benched Casey Thompson early after starting two for six, but were just as ineffective with Hudson Card, who was who was fourteen for twenty three, one hundred one yards and a touchdown. Things and it is the Texas roller coaster is on track, uh, it's, fully it might on be track. Be the fastest it's moved in yeah. years, though. Yeah, because this is the first time they've lost four straight in how long? I I, I don't I don't even know. I, I mean. I don't think they've lost as bad as they were under Herman. I don't know if they ever actually went out and played four straight football games and lost all four. Because normally they like sneak one in. Yeah. That's what that was my thinking against Iowa State was they weren't gonna lose four straight. Yeah, they were gonna sneak in a dove or or play respectfully. I mean, they were terrible Saturday. Yeah. I mean, they've they've I don't know what's happened offensively because they were really, really good early in the season. Casey Thompson seems to have lost I think, all confidence. I think Casey was making throws early in the season that he probably normally doesn't make especially like against OU he was yeah throwing it anywhere he wanted to wherever he wanted to uh but Texas has been figured out I don't know if, maybe uh, it had something to do with Sark just year one teams had yeah. didn't have I mean he without having the Alabama a- athletes people hadn't you know yeah. the big 12 wasn't fully I mean we weren't no one knew what what they were going to be so well, yeah, might just had, be yeah the DC is adjusting yeah the polls asking stuff they were playing with heavy hearts and I don't know. I mean, Clint, maybe you can throw in the the audio that they got uh, somebody recording. A, oh, I'd assume a player or a staff. Yeah, there's a rat in the Texas team. Recording the defensive line coach uh, basically saying, hey, if you don't want to be here, get the hell out. We get don't the transfer it. portal. Which I, I, I love the rant. The rant was all time. It was great. He basically said what I'm assuming every coach there is thinking. Like, they, they have some issues. I think Texas will be better off, though, once those types of players leave yeah. and you get guys in there that will just bust their ass, and maybe that's not the five-star or the four-star. Right. Maybe that's a three- or two-star that they they steal from a smaller school. I don't know. And I think that might take a little bit of time. No, I'm not surprised yeah, that it's a these thing. Tom Herman – I mean, I don't necessarily think – Tom Herman's not the the epitome of of class. No, yeah, and I've – a good example of that. I heard a story, uh, Tom Herman, he hates – punters and kickers absolutely despises them he made a group he made the specialists come to his hotel room one time and like perform a play for him he doesn't even remember their names or anything it's it's so like that if that gives you somewhat of an idea of what was going on down there but yeah, these are all it's his a clown guys, it's so a clown show i think so. last time texas lost four in a row is 2010 
Okay, so so there you last, go. Yeah, it has been. A that while. was that. That have been the last. Was that last year of the Mac Brown era? Um. Or yeah. First year, Charlie. Uh no. It was because they won the. Oh uh, no! Ma- last lost last Mac Brown right? year was 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was the beginning of the beginning downfall. of the the downfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when Texas started. So think, yeah, do you think Sark's better coach than Herman though? Yes, I do. I do. Yes. 100%. I think I'm. I still think there's a good chance that he's the guy to eventually turn around. I do too. I think we talked. Do you think that's a harder job to win at than LSU? Because both are similar deals, donors, lots of money. L- I think Texas is a harder you, job. I mean, UT, you have a thousand athletic directors. Yeah, and you're. And I think you're. They're. It, it's just like bad culture. The donors. It's the tough. Administration. It's really freaking tough. To yeah, there's that. a lot of power hungry people. You would think it'd be as simple as going into a recruit's house saying, we're the University of Texas, let's do this. Yeah. But nowadays, I just I don't know what it'll take to flip it around, but I was talking to a, a Texas, a guy's a Texas fan about this. Eventually, does that I, we're clearly not there yet because I mean you're not that I mean these kids still know Vinch. The prestige Vinch. Yeah, of exactly. being Texas and the videos for they, these kids might not even probably don't remember that texas usc game but it's still not that far removed eventually if you i mean if sark's a bust does the the luster of that texas across your chest yeah. eventually fade no yeah for sure because that's one thing i talk about with my buddies there's a like there's a group of young kids who grew up and osu football has been historic like oklahoma state for example historically good if you go from gundy era on and that's what these kids have grown up yeah on. so a, a kid that's a little bit better at football has grown up his entire life they could osu is better at football than texas is yeah something in that regard and i think it's actually starting to pay off for osu recruiting wise gundy's got his best class coming in next year that he's ever had and i mean i think teams players do know though still at the end of the day they go to texas they're going to get watched scouts are going to watch them um even if they're not watching them they're going to be in a practice watching yeah. their teammate they're going to get a chance to be seen and i'm sure they on average definitely have more scouts at a, at a practice than an OSU or a Baylor or a Texas tech, but uh, hopefully they do get it turned around before they make that jump to the Southeastern conference. Yeah. 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 That is, that is uh, definitely true. I think that, you know, give them some time, give Sark some time uh, year one, no, no reason to, to, you know, throw them in the hot seat yet. One guy though, that is, <laughs> I think, surprisingly if you would have said before the season this guy would be in the hot seat you wouldn't believe it is dan mullen florida loses again now below 500 and this one is the worst yet they get absolutely drilled by south carolina 40 to 17 uh with who was led by a third string quarterback jason brown uh ever since that infamous shoe toss game florida lsu last year the gators are four and eight uh <laughs> things are really are really falling apart there they're having to uh uh, Mullen is having to make some coaching changes, fired defensive coordinator Todd, Todd Grantham. That defense has been pitiful this year, as well as off the line coach John Hefesey. Hefesey, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I think he's off also their, their run game coordinator. I don't understand really the, the making coaching, mass coaching changes midseason, but I think that's just a way for a coach to, to save their own ass, uh, throw some other coaches under the bus. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a shit show. Well, he, he's been playing the wrong quarterback all year, and then he's finally going to go to start Anthony Richardson. Injures himself dancing, and he, and he hurts himself in the hotel. Anthony Richardson, I'm not saying he's a Cam Newton clone, but he's a he's, he's a, a freak. He's a freak. Yeah, it, he's he's really really good. It would. I just thought of this in my head. I'm sure it's been thought out loud on 
on the Twitter sphere, but Dan Mullen gets fired. Urban Meyer gets bored, makes his way over to Gainesville again. I don't know. I mean, this is a wild I mean, Urban Meyer. I don't think you just never get to year two. But. You don't know with that guy, though. You didn't Yeah. You never know. I mean, I don't know if he's making out of Jacksonville. But I also, I did, to brag on myself, I did give out on, I say I gave it out. I told a lot of people, South Carolina's win total this year was three and a half. Yep, I can attest to this. They have five now. And they've what done was it four and a half? Three and a half. Wow. Yeah. And they've done it with like four different quarterbacks. They had to bring in a grad assistant yeah. who had Zeb Norlander. Yeah, he's Zeb Norlander. He's who beat OU yeah. and Norman. Iowa State legend. And then North Dakota State for a little bit. Was coaching in the first week of the season. They, they He had eligibility left. They said, well, you take some snaps. He won the game. Did not think they would get to five wins. I was just pumped for four. Um, Shane Beamer. Yeah, I love Shane Beamer. I wonder. I, if I hope he does well. I hope he. I wonder out. if he's wondering though, should I have waited one more year because that Virginia Tech job could be open? And yeah, obviously it probably will be. It'll be open. after that loss to BC that that job's gonna open up. And I'm sure he would have jumped all over that. Would they have brought him in? I don't know, but he's a really good young coach for a guy that's never had experience doing it. He has not a lot of great recruits on that team. Inherited basically nothing. I mean, he's he played a grad assistant. He's been built. He's trained his life. His adult life has been basically training to become a head football coach and i i definitely gained a lot of respect for him as an outsider of the oe program uh he stayed and coached the bowl game yeah and well, he, players love and when you say like oh it's a special teams coach why does he need to do that i mean that he probably didn't need to do that he probably should have gone to south carolina and started recruiting and get to know his roster but um he was working two jobs at once so yeah can definitely respect that yeah no he seems really like the real real deal so <laughs> So huge win, um, monumental win for for him in year one. Uh, kind of rolling through the rest of the week. Uh, if you have any anything you want to say, add it in. But I'll just kind of uh, roll through these. Tennessee, uh, big win over Kentucky. Uh, now they're five and four, and only one one win away from bowl eligibility in year one for for Josh Heupel. So big win for Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky uh, after that hot start has now lost I think three of the last four. So struggling. Yeah. Uh, Clemson survives another close one, winning 30 to 24 over Louisville. DJ actually had his best game, uh, passing wise of the year 18 for 30, 220 yards. Uh, I don't, I don't even know if he threw for a touchdown or not, but that 220 was the most he's had, had a whole season. Uh, and they outscored Louisville 13 0 in the fourth quarter after trailing heading into the fourth quarter. So, uh, Clemson gets to six and three. I think at this point, we know who they are. They're, Good defense. They're a very average yeah. team with a good defense. Yeah, good defense. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Memphis upsets SMU 28 to 25. Memphis got up 28 10 early. SMU uh, kind of got right back in. It had a chance late to go to go win the game. We're in, we're in Memphis territory with about two minutes left when Mordecai threw an interception, which ended it. I mean, Memphis just took advantage of all the opportunities they had. All four of their touchdowns were on fourth down. Uh, including a couple, I mean, just bombs. Just, I mean, just beautiful. Yeah. They had a trick play where they're a direct snap to a running back who threw, I mean, a perfect touch pass probably for a 30-yard touchdown play. I mean, uh, they pulled out all, all the stops, and SMU once again just did not look look ready. So, ponies ponies lose 28-25. to 25. Boise State, who's been a little bit of uh, Jekyll and Hyde this year, uh, hammers Fresno State for their second-ranked win of the season. Uh, Andy Avalos had that defense rolling, five sacks, three interceptions. Boise gets Mount, to five and four. The Mountain West is Wide weird. Up. It's the Mountain West is deep. They're no, deep the, this year. Yeah, like 
I did not think I, – I thought Boise State maybe had a chance. Hank Bachmeyer's, like you said, Jekyll and Hyde. He's, he can be yeah. really good and he can be really bad. But I, I did not see a loss that bit. Like, that was a huge marginal victory. But the Mountain yeah. West is wide open. Yeah, Mountain West is wide open. I think the West is down to – I mean, Fresno, Nevada, San Diego State all have a really good season to all ride in. And I think Nevada uh, is who controls their own destiny at this point. Um, but yeah, and then the Mountain Division, you got I think Utah State and Boise. Are the Speaking team. of San Diego State, real quick, have you seen that punter? He's the best college football punter of all time. I think he's had three straight games of punts over eighty yards. Yeah, it no, snapped, he's literally the best college football punter of all it time. Snapped this week though, because the one punt went seventy nine because it rolled into the end zone. He literally ran out of room. He's this guy might be the best. Might end up being the best punter ever. I saw a question. Would you? take him with a second round pick in the NFL draft. I said, if I was a complete team and had nothing else, like the, like if you're the Buccaneers, yeah, I would take him. May second. I mean, maybe. Apparently flipping the field is not a huge statistical advantage, but to counter it with like, I, what I'm actually seeing, you're going to make them spend more energy having to march yeah, down the field. It's, it's a mental thing. There's, there's more to it than just the numbers, but the kid is crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, big win, big win for Boise there. Illinois, they have been all over the place. They're they beat Minnesota twenty to six. Illinois gets to four and six, but that's their second win over a ranked team this year. Uh, Minnesota, who had won four straight. Oh, I mean, they, yeah, they've got some bad. I mean, said they've lost to Illinois. They've lost to uh, Western Michigan. They, yeah, the fact that they were even ranked last week's comical. Yeah, uh, Pokes defense just. I mean, playing unbelievably well, completely shut down Daggy and that West Virginia offense, winning twenty-four to three. I mean, what were the what were the things you you noticed from that from that one? Um, they had less than ten yards rushing all game, and West Virginia's been playing pretty decent football, albeit against lesser opponents. But they've been able to move the football these past couple of games, and OSU just took it to them. Jim Knowles. Um, once he got his guys into that system and the way he coaches and what he wants to do, it's very, a very, very smart uh, coordinator, but also a very creative one in the way he wants to bring pressure and when to bring pressure. Uh, Spencer Sanders uh, threw a pick, but if you were watching the game, it was on a screen pass and Dante Stills, uh, who's pretty good defensive lineman made, in my opinion, just pretty good play. I don't really fault Spencer for that pick, but uh if he the, the team goes as number three goes, if he's if he's solid the rest of the way, they're gonna they're gonna be all right as long as he's hanging on to the football and and he's making way wiser decisions now, which is good for OSU. But run game looked good, line looked good. We'll see. And eight sacks too. Yeah, that's they got they got after it, and it was from everywhere. Colin Oliver, true freshman, Brock Martin had one. I mean, they are they fly to it. I don't think they caused a turnover, did they? Except for the muffed punt. Mm. Is Brock Mart has Brock Martin always been this specimen that he is? So he's always been a freak athlete. Um, they talk about it every broadcast. I think he won three state titles wrestling, wrestling. heavyweight. Yeah. Um, I also think the switch to the single digit number nine from number forty. He just looks it's far more intimidating. Yeah. Anytime you see a lineman wearing a single digit number, you should be a little worried yeah. that that guy's a freak. Um, I don't know. He's 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 good. He's actually coming back for another year, so he'll be. Uh, not a seventh-year guy. Sixth-year guy? Sixth-year guy. And it, Gundy made the joke he's going to donate his body to science after the sixth football season because of how much he's been injured. But <laughs> they're, they're loaded. They're really deep at every spot on the defense, which is good. 
starting to see some more young guys playing the defensive secondary, which means they can be trusted, obviously, or else they wouldn't be out there. But, yeah, as long as the offense keeps out of the defense's way, this team's all right. Knowles should be right near the very top for the Broyles award winner for the best assistant in the country. I don't see how it couldn't be because OSU, I mean, that defense, I probably sound biased. It's got to be – I don't know if the numbers necessarily back it up. I know they're top 15 points per game, but I'd say it's a top five unit in the country. Oh, and then yeah, I don't think that's definitely, – Definitely number one in the Big 12. Iowa State has a very good defense, but – There is good defense played in the Big 12. Yeah, and I think part of that reason is – the defense is finally caught up to the offenses yeah. schematically. Plus that has caused these defenses being so good has caused everything to go back to a running back league. Like the sec is still a quarterback's league because they started implementing the same stuff. Everybody in the big 12 was running for 20 see, years. Exactly. Yeah. See Ole Miss. And so eventually it'll evolve back around, but yeah, yeah the defense ain't no joke. No, they're, they are really, really, really good. Uh, Ole Miss uh, beats Liberty, who was kind of a hot uh, upset pick. Lane Kiffin beats Hugh Freeze. Uh, Matt Corral continues to play on a bum ankle, uh, but Ole Miss just kind of got out ahead in this one and, and hung on. Uh, not, nothing sexy. I was expecting a, a few more points in that one. Uh, Arkansas survives. Mississippi State. Mississippi State had a chance to tie the game with a field goal late, but missed the field goal. Uh, Boston College beats Virginia Tech. Uh, uh, 17 to three this Virginia Tech offense is bad it's been like three four or five years since Virginia Tech had over 500 yards in the game it was against Old Dominion in like 2016 or 17 so Virginia Tech uh, Fuente who is known for his his offensive schemes uh, it's just not working out at Virginia Tech so wouldn't be surprised if we see a coaching change there an analyst at Alabama Alabama. yeah yep okay that's just that's the circle that, of that's life. How it goes. They don't yeah. get a big. They don't get another big job at like a middle of the road SEC school. Or, yeah, exactly. That'll be that. Um, uh, NC State beats FSU 28-14. Miami wins their third straight game, beating Georgia Tech 33-30. Tyler Van Dyke uh, is the real deal. Their defense isn't good, but Van Dyke was 22 for 34, 389 yards and three touchdowns. And a big game from Jalen Knighton on the ground too. Uh, Wisconsin, we've given a hard time. Uh, they have yeah. won. Yeah, I, I've given them they so much shit. Yeah. They but they've won like five straight now. Uh, just demolish Rutgers 52 to three. Uh, now there is a four way tie in the Big Ten West. With, I was going to say, can they still win the West? Yeah. I mean, they're the, I think they they're, control they're, things. They're literally, they're leading. It's yeah. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, and I were all tied for lead. Yeah. Who do you think is the best team of that bunch? At Who? this point, I'd say Wisconsin. Yeah. Maybe Purdue. <laughs> we'll see we'll see saturday with Purdue. They, yeah probably probably wisconsin wisconsin's defense has been good all year and mertz isn't just crapping his pants when he steps out in the well, field so right Purdue now so. has ohio state then northwestern at home or no northwestern on the road excuse me purdue at home and then for wisconsin to end it northwestern at home this saturday nebraska at home the next minnesota to end it their bitter rival so i'd like to say wisconsin goes three and oh there yeah I don't think Purdue is going to beat Ohio State Saturday. Yeah, Wisconsin's probably in a good good spot right now. Wouldn't it be hilarious to see Purdue beat Ohio State, though, to see what their ranking looks like? Purdue would be top 10 team, I promise you. They'd be a top 10 team, a three-loss top 10 team. I mean, do you want to talk about the last two, or do you want to segue right into the playoffs? Because I have some 
uh, just I'll just quickly Arizona gets their first win in like two years beating Cal. Yeah. Uh, some crazy COVID stuff with Cal with like twenty five guys being out of the game. Have to forfeit Saturday. No. Yeah, there's just insane stuff. Google it. Uh, Cal players are just getting screwed basically. Uh, UTSA gets to nine and zero with a win at UTEP, um, and are finally ranked. All right. Uh, yeah, let's get into the into the college football headlines here. Or no, no, it's college football rankings reaction. Sorry. Uh, recording right after right after the show um what what stood out to you i'll just kind of run through the the top do you have it pulled up um yeah michigan being ranked at six ahead of a team it lost to michigan state yeah uh kind of floored me which is bizarre because through last week and this week they've been pretty clear that head-to-head means something they keep putting baylor's in front of byu uh ohio or oregon's in front of ohio state uh, last week, Mississippi State was in front of Kentucky. I mean, they, they've every single scenario they've had the team that had the head-to-head, and then these two are right are right next to each other in the rankings, and they go with uh, go with the Wolverines, who lost literally a week and a half ago. Oklahoma to being eight behind Michigan State, Michigan, Cincinnati, they would beat the shit out of all those other teams. Yeah, I don't. I'm convinced they can beat Ohio State Saturday if they play. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I don't necessarily. Considering you got to buy, I don't think that Michigan and Michigan State should be in front of OU. I think that's ridiculous. But considering they already had Michigan in front of OU, the lowest they should be six. Yeah, but they Baylor. The the thing that struck me is Baylor only dropped a spot to thirteen. They dropped one spot. TCU is terrible. I say that now, and they might beat OSU Saturday, but they are not very good. Yeah, dropped one spot. Yeah, that's TCU had been playing some really bad football, but they were very energized after you know first game without Patterson. Maybe Morris is just the real deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Baylor being at 13, I think, is, is huge for OU. I don't think OU fans are going to be freaking out in any way. OU has no, number can, 13. It's all out in front of them. They have number so 13 it's... and number 10 both ahead of them. And then I would say there's a good chance they're going to be ranked next week. I mean, they're yeah. – so there's a chance for two top 10, top 15 type wins and then a potentially another top 25 Notre win. Notre Dame is kind of hanging around, too. That's another – yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the they're thing very is, impressive in their wins, but they are they're winning. the only team, though, they don't – they're going to be blocked by Cincinnati, assuming Cincinnati goes undefeated. Right. So, I just they, don't, I don't know they what anything, their path – They don't have anything too impressive on the schedule left. Either, no, they have right? an easy – real. no, they have nothing and no conference title. I, I think they're pretty pretty. So, they would need much in trouble. a they decent prob- amount of things. Okay, I got re- Yeah, they'd probably – they need Cincinnati to lose. They'd need Georgia just to win the SEC, eliminate Alabama, and then probably like a loss – from two of these three, Oregon, Ohio State, or OU. But even then, like, I don't think a one-loss uh, uh, Notre Dame gets in over a one-loss Big 12 champ or uh, one – I mean, I just don't know what their, what their yeah, path I is. I agree. Were you going to ask something? Um, no, I don't think. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just kind of running through – I'll run through the top ten here. Georgia one, Alabama two. Oregon is up to three, Ohio State four, Cincinnati five, Michigan, Michigan State six and seven, like we mentioned, OU eight, Notre Dame nine, uh, Pokes at 10, AM all the way up to 11, and Wake Forest still number 12, only dropped three spots. Kind and of then, surprising. Yeah. They showed they didn't punish the teams that really long. No, they, they did not. <laughs> it's They don't seem to do that. They don't, losses don't really matter, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Just only wins if you lose you're not gonna get real punished for it um but uh i mean purdue is the new the new sweet treat of the big 10 that the committee yep. likes 
Uh, they do have two. I can. No, I can Purdue should putting, be ranked. They should be just ranked. by putting them there more than they did Minnesota last. Oh week. yeah, no, I don't. I don't have an issue with Purdue, but you know they. Now another high quality win for Ohio State. It's that I don't get the loss thing. I mean, like Baylor, like we said just a minute ago, losing to TCU. TCU is not a good football team. They just fired their coach of twenty seven years or however long he's been there, and they dropped a spot. Yeah, they're. So I wonder. They set teams up. So whenever they're, they're setting OU up. So when OU beats, OU's going to yeah. What do you think? How far do you think? They'd four or five. Four or five. Be, I think they'd beat a four. I still am of the belief though. That if it ended tomorrow and OU was still unbeaten and everything was all these records stayed the same essentially, or as close to as they can be. OU'd be in. Undefeated OU will always get in. There's no way you can't put them in that game. Right. I for them to be sitting at eight is pure television at this yeah, point. It, it doesn't they're it doesn't. just trying to rile up OU fans that yeah, we really will, do wonder how much that, that actually comes into play. Like I wonder if they really do. To. Yeah, I would think so, but Man, I don't know. I just... It's great theatrics, though, because yeah. we're sitting here talking about it. Like, uh, well, they could, the thing is, they can base it off the actual resumes right now. And, that's a little crap. Yeah, I mean, that's what they—that's just what they're saying. But yeah, I mean, I think if OU just goes out and beats Baylor in a good game, I think they get to four or five. If they go out and go to work, put a put a pounding on them, I think they could potentially get as high as three next week. I mean, I really think that that's the case. So. uh not wouldn't be too worried about that and yeah i mean utsa finally gets in there at number 23 yeah. roadrunners kind of a joke they weren't in last week but good for them um yeah i really don't have a problem with the back half as much now no, especially I, since Purdue i like won it a game. arkansas back in san diego State yeah. still in there utah creeping in there yeah utah is rolling which but. so if they if they beat i guess they wouldn't play uh oregon for a while would they it'd be a pac-12 title game um no i think it's in two weeks i just saw no, they play they, yeah they do play they do play okay, so they'd have a chance to not get in, into it maybe play they if they win they get in the rose bowl you win the pac 12 you're in the yeah. rose bowl right yeah yeah not so broken. there's something to play for for them. yeah for sure and i mean i think i think like we said earlier i think utah is but the team playing the very best in the pac 12 right now they're yeah. different yeah, it's at right. utah also november 20th that, that could end up being game day if i had to guess yeah yeah real good real good chance of that um all right, that's all kind of – those are the things that stood out to me. Oregon, three. Baylor drops a spot. OU still at Oregon eight. Oregon will reveal itself sooner rather than later. So. Yeah, I believe so too. Um, heading into some college football headlines, uh, Texas Tech has found their head coach and uh, Baylor assistant – or associate head coach and outside linebackers coach, Joey McGuire. McGuire's been at Baylor for the last five years, spent time under Rule and Dave Aranda. And before that was a, a legend in Texas high school coaching, uh, 20 years coaching at Texas high school football, including at Cedar Hill, where he won three titles, a uh, Hall of Famer and the Texas High School Coaches Association. Uh, just really, really deeply connected throughout the state uh, and is an ace on the recruiting trail, too. So I really like this, this hire a lot by Tech. Yeah, I, I like it a lot, too, especially if he goes out and gets a Tech guy like Graham Harrell or uh, Sonny Dykes to – be the offensive coordinator. Son, or Seth Luttrell, excuse me. You think Sonny Dex is going to uh, quit that head yeah, coach? No, Seth Luttrell. But, yeah. It's yeah, Luttrell was probably going to be out. At and Texas, he's so. pumped to be there. I don't know if you've seen his tweets. Oh, he's he, fired He said up. he was going to die. He, he's willing to die in Lubbock. Like, he wants to die in Lubbock, Texas. Um, he's already he got is, two commits. He is ecstatic. I saw one of them today. Yeah, he got two. He, oh, he got one today, too? Yeah. He might have three, then. He might have gotten have um, three. But I do really like this hire, actually, from Texas Tech. I think the only better case scenario would have been Trailer 
Um, yeah, from I mean, I think, think this could. I think this, this could be just as good. About super it. well connected to Texas high school coaches, which is obviously huge. Um, especially, with, do you know where Cedar Hill is at? Is that a DFW? Yeah, they've got in there. Okay, in so the, yeah. perfect. Like, I'm sure he's still got. He, he's going to have a DFW pipeline, which you have to have as a Texas school. Yeah. Um, I do really, really like the hire, and they, I love the hire. Especially, they had they had their their pick as being one of the first schools to fire their yeah. coach. They of that magnitude. They were able to kind of get their guy whoever they wanted first. So yeah, I think they've said he's taking over immediately. I can't imagine he's he's not going to be called. No, he, he's just going to be in his office hanging around. Yeah, that's good. Get to know the guys and like is he going to be on the sideline Saturday? I wouldn't think so. Maybe he's in like the AD's box yeah. or something, having a couple of beers. But um, I do like the hire for Texas Tech. Yeah, no, I think it's a uh, a great hire. Also, saw his daughter graduated from there, and so does his and, sister. And those are passionate fans. So if you give them half a shit. Of something they're gonna to cheer about they're all they're, they're already in love with him. yeah they'll, they'll they'll i mean you saw it with chris beard now not so much but when he first came on if you if you show them you care they'll, they'll reciprocate that energy yes they will they're, they're a passionate fan so uh i love that hire uh another news other news in culture about jimmy lake washington head coach suspended uh, things just aren't going well for him. He hit a hit one of his players hard. Try, trying to break it like it was like a forearm it was a good it was a good it was a good strike yeah, it so, wasn't like a coach. I mean, it was a coach like push slash like punch, but little much. It wasn't. Opinion, I think but. it was just it's kind of the culmination of what he said about Oregon, what he uh, just they're on the field. There's their offense is horrible, and then you do this. I mean, I think a one game suspension is appropriate. I do think there's a lot of people thinking that. <laughs> Thing, this might end for Jimmy Lake this year. It just hasn't really worked out. He seemed like the right guy to take over for Chris Peterson, but their offense is horrible. They fired uh, John Donovan, their offensive coordinator, after that loss to Oregon and only 166 yards. So just the Washington program right now really not in a good spot. And that's, I mean, if you have uh, Phil Steele's preseason magazine, which I know you do, that was his number one surprise team of the year. And normally he's that's usually he puts, very he's money yeah. on those. Very rarely is he that far off. So it, there is talent on that roster. And it's, that's a, in my opinion, a pretty good Pac-12 job. They have very that's nice. A great, that's a very great, nice job. Facilities. That is, that's a top 20 job in the country. Um, but yeah, he's kind of, Jimmy Lake's writing those uh, checks with his mouth that his ass can't cash. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, um yeah i don't know what he's what he's doing out there it's just a an odd odd deal that's a very old school thing he did and even i mean even back then it wasn't highly appropriate and especially now that's some woody point. hayes shit right there yeah that's that's not gonna fly yeah so, also that kid could probably kick his ass if they yeah got in a boxing ring then i get like getting your player out of a skirmish i don't really have an issue like do you, you know grab his face master it'll be like really that. interesting yeah. if they go out and they win big saturday because yeah. if they play hard for this interim, oh, yeah. whoever the guy is, that'll, yeah, their that could tell you all they need to know. Yeah. Yes, that would. <laughs> if they go out and dominate, I think they're playing ASU, so they'll be their dogs. Uh, if they were to go beat ASU handily, and they just – I could see him being relieved of duties oh, yeah. Monday. Yeah. The, the name to watch if that job opens up would be Justin Wilcox or, uh, at, at uh, Cal. Cal not having a good season, but – in general, he's done some nice things there. Really good defensive coach. Yeah, I think he'd be the, the name to watch there. Uh, other coaching news: Scott Frost in Nebraska uh, restructuring that deal didn't really make sense for e either side for them to 
for, for Nebraska for them to, to fire him. As, as bad as it's gotten, they've still had a competitive team and a really good deal. I like this, similar to what Michigan did uh, with Harbaugh, uh, reduced his salary from $5 million to $4 million for next year. Uh, his, uh, his buyout uh, for 2022 cut in half from $15 million to $7.5 million. So bought himself an extra year, and if they wanted him to do something next year, it would be cheaper to buy him out. He just really hasn't. He's the golden child. They thought he was going to come in and turn him around, and they're 15 and 27, 10 and 23. And they are just for. so close. Yeah, they're, I so, know. they're they, so close. They are 5 and 18 in games decided by one score. Dude, they're team. right. That's one or two yeah. plays. That's 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 literally I mean, one or two bounces going your yeah. way, and you're you're ball eligible, and you're eight and three. I, and I, I really, really like this move from Nebraska. I like it. I still think he's the guy. I do too. I don't think you can use the excuse, oh, he doesn't have his players in there yet because he does. But God, they are right on the cusp. He gets a quarterback. Shooting. I'm telling you, I, 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 I'd imagine myself next year I'll be hyping up, hyping up Nebraska. Uh, I think, I think he's gonna, I think he'll, I think he'll run around. So I you like talk about a, a passionate fan base. Those people are starving for a good football team. I mean, yeah, they, they they're close them. to that sellout streaks going, but it's. Hanging on for well, dear they, life. A donor had to buy out all yeah. the remaining tickets. For that, wasn't that Purdue game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's they play – I mean, the thing is, I mean, they are, like you said, that close to being good. Their defense is legit. And the Big Ten – is a top-ten defense in the, the country. If the Big Ten can get a good Nebraska, that elevates that conference just a, that much I mean, more. If they Nebraska are, can get back to half the, of what they were in the 90s. They're the only blue blood in the Big Ten West. They, I mean – and I'm sure the Big Ten's felt a little duped and lied to of uh, yeah. what, what they've received so far from Nebraska. Yeah, they literally fell off a cliff when they joined the Big Ten. Yeah. But, yeah, like that move to Nebraska. Um, besides that, a couple couple of job openings, UMass uh, fired Walt Bell. That's probably the hardest job in the country, so that's going to be a, a, not, a, not a long list of guys. UMass is the type of job you, you pick on NCAA Dynasty mode to – yeah. To rebuild and do and make them into like an Alabama I, or to escape after one year and elevate yourself. I always liked Idaho before they dropped down to FCS. They, you the had the Vandal Dome. dome. Yeah, yeah, the Kibby, Kibby, Kibby Dome. Yeah, don't they have a, I think they have a basketball in there too. Yeah, they do. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Kibby I was, dome. I always, I did UMass once or twice. I hate their jerseys though. The Minutemen's, I can't tell if Minutemen's a cool nickname or not. Maybe their no. game should be a minute long because they're really, really bad. But um, nice. Yeah, it was a good pun or zipper but they oh speaking of the zips akron also yeah well great coach. yeah they did tom arth that's another team i think they played the they rubber shouldn't have fired they shouldn't have fired terry bowden terry bowden immediately goes on to ulm and is turning them around yeah they're i don't those are those jobs are a mystery you got to have somebody come in that's passionate and it can energize his guys it's pretty much a motivator not yeah. so much as an elite strategist or coach but somebody who cares and wants to win yeah someone that and once it's going to play, isn't going to be jump, you know, right. it's not using it as a stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what we've got for, for cultural headlines. Let's go ahead and jump into our uh, week 11 preview. Uh, starting out big one in the big 12 OU five and a half point favorite traveling to Baylor, Baylor coming off that loss. OU coming off uh, of a bye week a much needed bye week uh, first by the season coming here in mid November. So Sooners, Hoping to get healthy on defense. Woody Washington could potentially be back, which he's been out since week two. So that would be an enormous, enormous get. Uh, uh, Jalen Redman was back. 
uh, Turner Yale, I think, is back. Uh, so the defense rounding back into the form of where they were early in the season. I think they, uh, I think that makes just a huge, huge difference, um, especially on the back end, because you can slide Key Lawrence back, back to safety. Uh, Baylor, uh, very, very efficient team. I've kind of stumbled with some turnovers here, here as of late, but um, it, it should be a good one. It's the, the big noon kick on Fox. I think the Sooners are going to be ready. I think November is here. I think they needed that bye week. They're healthy, um, get kind of their feet wet with Caleb. He's been the quarterback in for about a month now. Um, Sooners should be ready to go. Baylor's going to be ready for this one too, kind of off that loss. Um, I like OU here. I like, I just generally, in general, like the direction they're going, um, especially uh, with defensively. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a great game though. I, I, I agree. I like OU to win. I do think, and I've been saying it for a couple of weeks, Baylor matches up, in my opinion, very well. With this, I think this is OU's toughest test. This is tough. going to be a very toughest test. This is going to be a really tough game for OU. Um, may, I, you might contribute some of that loss last week for Baylor to be able to look ahead to this. Uh, but they're going to get up there. They're going to line up. They're going to run the ball. Abram Smith is a legit dude back yeah. there. I mean, he's former linebacker converted to running back, so he's a load to take down. OU is going to have to tackle. Their secondary is going to have to tackle, which they've been better at lately. But this is also the best defense OU's played all year. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Caleb, I'm not going to call Waco, Texas, a hostile environment. It'll be, it'll be It's going to be rocking. Yeah. Um, it won't be the toughest place he plays in his career. It certainly won't be the toughest place he plays this year. But uh, I think five and a half, that's a pretty appropriate line. Yeah. Obviously, Vegas that's knows better number. than I do, but that is probably the number I would have told you before I looked at it. I like the Sooners but I do think it's going to be close. Um, Baylor's going to run the ball, try and control the clock, kind of probably what Kansas did, but they have the athletes to not match OU, but definitely better football players than the University of Kansas. Yeah, I, Baylor like is the worst matchup you could have because they're, what they do is literally, imagine what KU's game plan was against OU, except a lot better than that. Like It's a quarterback who's mobile enough to make plays through, his air, through, uh, through the uh, – on the ground, sorry, is efficient through the air. They like going underneath, and OU struggles mightily. OU's linebackers don't cover well at all, especially with crossing patterns and and slants and mesh routes. Um, And so I think that's going to be, you know. Baylor is surprisingly balanced as well. Very. They're they're like 50-50 balanced. Yeah, Dave Aranda, like I said last week, not a sexy play caller. They're not a sexy team. Baylor isn't, but uh, as long as uh, Gary Bohannon – is it Gary or Jerry, yeah. by the way? It's G-E-R-R-Y. I think it's yes. Gary. I've okay. said, oh, I've always said Gary. So as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, yeah, they have a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can't make some of those throws. If OU gives themselves extra possessions, then Baylor's Clint, good. that's the perfect word to describe him. It's solid. He's, uh, you never watch him play and you're like, holy shit. This guy, yeah. Um, I think Baylor yeah. has to win the turn for that. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to get Caleb Williams to make yeah. a mistake. Yeah, which – some of those deep balls at times, he puts them up there 50-50. So yeah. Baylor can go up and, you know, those are better DBs than what KU's got. So, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that should be a fun one. Uh, big one in the Big Ten, Michigan, uh, who's still right in the right in the hunt for the Big Ten East, traveling to Penn State. Uh, Penn State getting healthy again, especially with Clifford. Uh, should be back to full strength. Uh, what, are you, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I am going to pick Michigan to win. 
and honestly, I, it's it's a coin flip. I think it's a it's a pick'em game. You said it's yeah, not a night game in Happy Valley, which I think helps Michigan. Eleven a.m. day to me have the better offense. Sean Clifford, we've gotten a couple of different versions of him this so far this year. So depending on what we get from him and the rest of the Penn State offense, will dictate if they have a chance in this game or not. Uh, also, I would, and I'm being dead serious when I say this, I would pick Penn State if it just had even a 25 by their name because of how bad Jim Harbaugh is against ranked yeah. teams. I would pick Penn State. But because of that, what that's one of the reasons I am siding with the Wolverines. I, I like Michigan here. I, this is one that I just know it's going to come back, back and bite me, but I just think Same. Michigan is a significantly better football team. than yeah, Penn State. I, I, I think I agree. Happy Valley is one of the toughest places to play in the country, and I think that's probably worth four or five points. Um, but, I mean, I think Michigan's head and shoulders better. I, th- defensively, Penn State has started fading. They couldn't stop Ohio State. Their offense is very inconsistent. You never know if you'll get Penn State that came out against Illinois or the Penn State that throws for – Almost 400 yards against Ohio State. And if we have, if we have everybody went out, um, Saturday, November the 27th, rivalry week, as it's known, is setting up to be insane. Auburn, Alabama, Penn State, or Ohio State, Michigan, Bedlam. OSU, OU. Yeah, could be a really fun weekend. But uh, yeah, I think Michigan takes care of. I do too. What needs to be done Saturday? I also uh, think I, that is uh, the weekend of Oregon, Utah, also. So that'll be. Yeah, Penn State's so, not going to be able to run the ball, and Michigan's the problem. Yeah. Clifford's going to have to do it all. Yeah. Um, college game day is in Oxford, A&M, traveling to Ole Miss A&M, looking for their first big win away from Kyle Field. A uh, winner of this game is definitely going to be in prime position to, to make a New Year's Six Bowl. And A&M with a win is still alive for the SEC title. They'd need a, an Auburn win over Alabama late in the season. But, uh, yeah, this is a, a big one. Last time game day was in Oxford was that Katy Perry, uh, that Katy Perry appearance for she, you know, the Trevor Knight ordeal. Um, I wonder if he ever capitalized on her no. offer. Um, maybe. I mean, I'm sure he slid her DMs. <laughs> I, I think Trevor Knight called you out on that was, was sliding the DMs. Uh, but um, yeah, I like I like I like Ole Miss here. I think AM's offense is horrible horrible and i think their defense is good but i think they've won especially the alabama game two games i mean really because of the 12th man as cheesy as that sounds as much as i hate to say that i think that that's made an enormous difference i don't think they're gonna be the same team away from kyle field their offense isn't suddenly gonna unless that i mean if they play like they did against alabama i take a&m but even last week against uh against auburn their offense was the Auburn or the offense we had seen pre-Alabama, um, and they were fortunate to be just playing against Bo Nix, who laid a, a egg. So yeah, I like I like Ole Miss. Miss. I like Ole Miss too. Yeah. I I will say, I mean, Mac Rouse still very good quarterback. Obviously, didn't light it up last week. I think they kind of took it a little easy. On, they didn't take Liberty as seriously as they should have, more than likely. Um, but it's not like Alabama just shut down Bryce Young, who's also a very good quarterback. Like they struggled. He he got his in that game. So Corral, you mean? Yeah. No, uh, Young against. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. A quarterback of that. Yeah, level. yeah, yeah. Because um, Bo Nix is not in the same category. I wouldn't say he's a he's a middle tier SEC quarterback. Corral and Young are top yeah, tier. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see away from home that defense. 
like I said earlier, defense normally travels. Uh, A&M's offense, non-existent. It's not like Ole Miss has some shutdown defense right. either. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Ole Miss gets it done at, at home Saturday. Yep. Uh, another one in the SEC, Auburn, looking to bounce back at home against Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a, a five-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, I like Auburn here. I like Auburn to bounce back. Uh, need to. They're still – uh, got a big one coming up against Alabama. Still another team in the hunt looking for a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, and potentially they're still alive for the SEC West, although they'd need a little bit more help than A&M would. Um, Mississippi State uh, lost a, a heartbreaker to Arkansas. Um, they're another team that's really all over the place. They've won some big games. They've lost to some some bad teams. Uh, I think the key here is going to be Tank Bixby. Bixby. Uh, if he can get going on the ground, which I think he will against a, a questionable Mississippi State run defense, um, if he can get it going on the ground, Auburn will be fine. As long as, you know, it would take, I think, Mississippi State shutting down the ground game and forcing Bo Nix to, to win the game, which I just don't think is going to be the case. I think Auburn's got a little bit too much. Uh, really, really talented guys on that, that front seven defensively. So I don't think – I think they'll get after Will Rogers a little bit. And I think, I think Auburn wins and uh, wins pretty comfortably. I agree with you again on this one. Auburn does win. I, Bo Nix at home, much better than he is on the road. And that's kind of been the theme his whole career, but also especially this year. On the road this year, three touchdowns, two picks. At home, six touchdowns, one interception. Yep. So he's definitely better playing in the, the what, Jordan Hare Memorial. Yeah, Jordan Hare. Yeah, yeah. They pronounce it Jordan Hare, even though it's spelled Jordan. Really? Yeah. That makes total sense for Auburn football. But yeah. Tank Bigsby. I think he's a stud, but they do need to establish the run. Um, I do like Auburn again. But at the same time, uh, wait, sorry. No, I, I lost my train of thought. You can go ahead if you have another. All right, we'll skip ahead to a little Big Ten uh, – or not Big Ten West, Big Ten. Uh, Purdue traveling to uh, Ohio State. Purdue is a 20-point dog. Uh, Ohio State coming off that win over Nebraska, and they were without Garrett Wilson, who's – uh, averaging nearly 90 yards a game is one of the most talented receivers in the country, but he practiced today, Tuesday. So it looks like he, like he should be back. I think this is a lot of points. Once again, I've, it is a lot of, points. I've been pretty consistent in betting against Ohio state. To, I mean, they most teams, the they, pulse they played, they've, yeah, they haven't beat the, the, the piss out of anyone worth a darn really. This yeah. Year, so that is a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think their like defense is, bad still I, it's got some holes it's gonna be interesting i'm shocked that their defense doesn't get as much grief as, as they i mean nebraska's offense is not i mean they held nebraska to what 23 points or so yeah but i mean it's nebraska their their offense isn't good but against offenses with pulses i mean they tulsa threw all over them uh tulsa's throwing all over i mean like yeah everyone anyone with purdue might throw for 500 yards in this game yeah, I don't know what the total is, but I don't think the over would be. If you're a gambling man, the over is probably not a bad play. Yeah, this is going to be one of those games that will end up like 52 to 31, and Ohio State will end up covering. I don't like Purdue outright, but I would probably take Purdue. Yeah. Points. I, I think Ohio State definitely wins the game. but yep. um, 62, so by the way, over-under. No, see, that seems surprisingly low to me. Ohio State's offensive line also is, is – I don't think that – they're suspect. They're, yeah, they've, yeah, they don't – they can't finish drives. They don't – You'd think when you have Henderson and all those weapons, but their offensive line is kind of I will say kind of been sus the last few weeks. I don't I never feel bad for one of the blue bloods losing a guy like Garrett Wilson. They just have another five star step up like Marvison Harrison Jr. or or Marvin Harrison Jr., excuse me. 
what was the name of the he has a hyphenated last name um, it's uh he went uh, off tough last name to pronounce and jig smith and jigba yeah, you yeah. what, like 240 I mean, like, yards? Like, yeah, like this. Yeah. Just an, it's next man up with the those types of schools. Don't feel bad when a star is out, but uh, if they get Wilson back, obviously that helps. Just another body you have to um, play against and, and prepare for. But they're unfair. The guys they have, it is un- they have the it's best. One of the most low. It'll be it's like, the most loaded skilled position room in the. It'll country. be like you know the the picture of the Alabama running back room from yeah. like 2013. Yeah. That's what it'll be like. Or their receiver room from like, like three years ago. Yeah, in like six years, we look back and it's like, wow, those guys all played together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, got... Smith and Jigba, 15 receptions, 240 yards. That's insane alone. 15 catches. I don't yeah. Know if they were all for one yard, yeah. 15 catches in, any, in a college game or an NFL game is crazy. So you have to deal with that on top of Travion Henderson, who's arguably the most talented running back in the country. And then Olave and Wilson are both probably first round picks. So yeah, they are Future a Detroit lion, Chris Olave, poor guy. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to manifest anything for him, but. Oh, gross. That, that would be brutal. That would be a place to I'd rather wither play, away. I'd rather play at Ohio state and I'll make it as much money as I yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, another one in the Big Ten. This one should be just super exciting. Minnesota, Iowa, and Iowa is a six-point favorite, which I don't know about that. That's another one that seems like a big number. This seems like a 13-10 to 10 game. This one's going to be a snoozer. I'll be honest. I don't know if I'll get around to watching this one. Um, there's other games. On yeah, this, this won't be my first choice. Me a little more. Uh, Iowa, we know their recipe to win. It's They got to they gotta get turnovers. They have to win the turnover battle. They're not going to light up the scoreboard by any means. Um, I'm sure this is some sort of rivalry game involving Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Isn't that Wisconsin? Uh, no. Or an axe or something, <laughs> an apple maybe. I don't know. But uh, I like the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I, I like I like Iowa too. I think I, I just think that Minnesota is bad. They're under they're down to their third string running back. Uh, uh, Tanner Morgan is just not really a playmaker, so they're not going to. The, the way to beat Iowa is get a lead on them and force them to like force them to try to up their pace and move the ball, and they can't do that. Yeah, I don't. Minnesota doesn't have the firepower to get a, a much padding. Clint, is there a nickname for this game? Like there has, it's like got to be the battle for something or another. Let's yeah, see. there's one. I think Wisconsin Minnesota is the battle battle for Paul Bunyan's act. Every Big Ten game has a like a nickname. It's like the the game or the battle or, or some bullshit yeah like every game between like lose like indiana and northwestern probably have some um, like yeah. nickname they play for and so i don't know if this is right play. but floyd of rosedale pig trophy it is it's a pig it's literally a pig the, the trophy is it's just a trophy big a pig, pig right yes yeah the floyd See, of rosedale trophy it's just random it's just random there's a trophy for every game it is wild to me yep I do not think there's a trophy for this ACC battle between NC State and Wake Forest. <laughs> uh, maybe it is, maybe there is, but uh, NC State two point dog traveling to Wake. Uh, big bounce back opportunity for Wake Forest. I think they lose again. I think they're just, I think they're getting to the meat of their schedule with teams that are, are well rounded offensively and defensively. They've won the shootouts against you know the Virginias of the world. They lose to North Carolina last week, and I think NC State is maybe the most well-rounded team in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like NC State to, to hand Wake another loss. Yeah, I'm going to go with NC State here too. I know we talked about Clemson having the best defense in the ACC. I was looking at it. They're probably number two. Yeah. I think they're second in 
uh, points allowed, but they do have some playmakers on that side of the ball. Yeah, uh, which can't be said for most ACC teams. No, it cannot. But, I mean, Brian Hartman, they can light it up. Yeah. So, I, I do like NC State, but and I hate picking against the Demon Deacons. I, I like those guys. I do too. They're pretty entertaining to watch. But, yeah, yeah I like NC State too. Um, another semi-ACC game, um, uh, Notre Dame, a 2020 member of the conference traveling to uh, Virginia. Uh, Notre Dame a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm not sure the status of Brennan Armstrong, the Virginia quarterback, who suffered that uh, broken rib against BYU. Uh, they were off last week. Um, but assuming he's good to go, uh, this should be a good game. Five-and-a-half seems like a lot, a lot for Notre Dame to me if Armstrong uh, suits up because that Virginia offense – maybe the most underrated option in the country. I mean, they score at, at will. No defense at all uh, for Bronco Mendenhall and, and the Who's. But uh, I think Notre Dame survives, uh, but uh, does not cover the five-and-a-half points. I'm but actually, Notre Dame is running the ball well now, which will get them through this game. I hate to not act. I'm going to give two picks. If Brennan Armstrong plays, I think Virginia upsets him yeah. and they win. If he doesn't play, I think no, they, have, they have no chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Virginia can score. Oh he, yeah, they they can they can throw him up. They're, yeah, he's a and score very quickly. He's he can run the ball too. You say he's second best quarterback in the ACC, or I mean, okay. I think he's the best college quarterback in the ACC. None of those quarterbacks are like fantastic or anything. So you'd have him over Hartman or How. Yeah, uh, I would have him. Him and, are, him and Hartman are yeah, they're the same. same I, I think they're both better. I think they're both better college quarterbacks than Sam Howell. I think Sal Howell's the most talented and understandably the the, the most highly touted for the, for the NFL. But I think Armstrong, if I had to one guy to take on my team, I'd take Armstrong. 630 kick. Um, yeah. I'm gonna guess Virginia doesn't pack the house very often. No, that it'll be it'll be Saturday, packed for this. When Notre Dame Rome comes in town, they show they'll up. sell out. Yeah. So Virginia, if Armstrong plays, if not, give me Notre Dame man the points. I agree. I agree. Uh, TCU coming off that win over Baylor, 13 and a half point dogs uh, in Stillwater. I like OSU to win. I'll start with that, but I really, really like that, that TCU number. I just, it's very high. I don't, and I think OSU is really, really good. I just don't, they're not a team that's, we don't just go blowing teams. Yeah. We don't, we don't beat the crap out of it. They win games 30 to 14 or 24 to 13. I mean, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, the, the things, and, a lot of weird. And I'm scores a, I'm a buyer. I'm all in on Chandler Morris, not just based off that Baylor game that had a lot to do with it, but just from his what I saw at Oklahoma. The guy is a playmaker. That offense looks completely different with him, him out there. And I don't think you're going to see. I don't think we'll see Zach Evans for the rest of the year. I don't think we'll ever see him in a CC uniform again. Um, I think Miller will be the guy running back. Um, I think Pokes will win, um, but I do think I do think TCU covers. Yeah, that number is a little. Big, in my opinion, I figured it'd be closer to like an eight, nine point spread. But uh, obviously, I like the pokes. I do think this game is going to be a little closer than it should be, just because Chandler Morris not a ton of film out there. Jim Knowles is going to do his best, which is pretty good to confuse Chandler Morris, um, a guy with not a ton of real game, like meaningful reps. Mm-hmm. The OSUG f- defense. I don't want to jinx them, but they should show up. They've showed up every game this year, except for the last quarter of the Iowa State game. Yep. Uh, they'll come ready to play. It just comes down to, once again, Spencer Sanders, him making the right decisions, the right reads, which he's done a way better job of this season, and especially as of late. But I like Oklahoma State to win the football game. 
TCU's run defense is really, really bad. Warren might run for 200 yards. Yeah, and, the, and the, I said it earlier, the O-line for Oklahoma State looked much, much better. Yeah. Um, they're healthy, which is always a positive, but yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think Warren, I, that, I, that's my prediction. I like Warren to have, have a big one, OSU wins, uh, but TCU covers. And then also, I, mean, I just can't, I don't have enough praise for the OSU defense. I, I don't think it's nationally it's, it's getting enough attention. It's, it's incredibly good. It's, Malcolm Rodriguez. He's a, he's not going to. He's he the best might, tackler in the country. He might not he's make the best tackler NFL, I've ever seen. He might not make an NFL team, but he's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a badass. He's not. I mean, he's yeah. a stud. He's a great college player. Well, then you have, an another, you have another sixth year. Well, Malcolm's fifth. You have a sixth year in Devin Harper, who's freak athlete. Uh, Dylan Stoner has told me numerous times. You ask him who the biggest freak athlete he ever played with, who was Devin Harper. Also, a quick shout out show. to a guest of the program, Dylan Stoner, made his NFL debut last week. Big time, go Raiders! Um, you were there, yeah. It was it was pretty. Yeah, was how was that? Raiders. Really? It was it was pretty cool to see um, a guy that you've known for that long who's worked that hard to to finally make that happen and achieve that dream. It was it was it was really cool, especially to to be there and be a part of it in a small small sense. But yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, that was a last minute, last minute trip for you. Very last minute. You got the call. He kind of had suspicions after Willie Sneed's release, and then the unfortunate uh, rugs. Yeah, rugs accident, and uh, he officially was promoted Thursday. So that's when we booked the flights, which does not make them any cheaper. That's for darn sure. But <laughs> it was worth every penny. Yeah. So that is that is pretty cool. So uh, congrats, congrats to Dylan. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, Washington State. 14 point dog traveling, driving to Oregon. Washington State played pretty well since Rolovich uh, got canned. Um, not another one. It's not not a walk in the park for Oregon, but it is in Eugene. I think eventually Washington State's gonna, you know, it's gonna catch up on to them that they only have like four assistant coaches. I don't think that's sustainable for, to to keep up what you're doing for the entire season. Uh, so I think I think Oregon. This isn't a game that I would that I'm probably going to touch, but I've had to say I, I would like Oregon to cover this one. I think uh, there's just a pretty significant talent gap here, and I just think eventually Washington State's going to kind of come come unraveled a little bit. Yeah, I think Oregon wins, but I will counter Oregon three six against the spread. Washington State is six and three this year against the spread. So I mean, they they do play teams close or relatively. Close. Washington State. Exceeded expectations. Yeah, they compete. Um, I also probably wouldn't touch this game, but if I was going to, I wouldn't get it at 14. I would try and get it down to a better number. Yeah, Yeah, I will not be touching that game. (laughs) Especially since it's at 9.30 at night. I want no part of staying up and sweating. I don't don't want a terrible game. Yeah. Pac-12 after dark usually bites you in the butt. Yeah, and you know Oregon's going to run the ball. Um, They're good at it. But, yeah, I wouldn't touch the points. But if I did, I would probably lean Wazoo. All right, let's kind of uh, rapid fire, just make some picks for these this last few games here. So North Carolina coming off that win uh, against uh, Wake is traveling to Pitt on Thursday night, a pretty good Thursday night game, which we really haven't had all year. Um, I like uh, I like Pitt here. Give me Pitt, and I don't know what the total is. It's probably almost 80 points. Yeah. But if you're a gambling man, that's a fun one. Should be lots of it. The ACC has become a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, see, all these leagues are behind yeah. the Big 12, and all these people are learning you can throw the ball forward in the yeah. air for more than 20 yards, and now they're getting to have all the fun. Exactly. 
Big Ten West still still has they are they're in the dark. They're the last ones. They'll eventually they'll get there. I kind of hope they don't. I kind of hope offense just totally evolves back around. Yeah, and then they're still in the same place they were. I mean, I mean, think about you go. Even if you're an offensive guy, you get to the Big Ten West, and you were unable. I mean, Scott Frost, Frost, offensive guy. Yeah, you go to the Big Ten West. Stinks. It's awesome. I think it's Iowa just rubbing off on yeah. Iowa, Iowa and Wisconsin, Wisconsin yeah. refusing to change. You must like 100 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, three straight really underwhelming performances against much worse opponents. Uh, maybe the weakest of them all this week at South Florida. This one's on Friday night. Um, I think Cincinnati, they're 20, like I said, 23 and a half point favorite. I think South Florida is pretty, pretty bad. And I think Cincinnati, kind of hear everything that the media talks about and their struggles against inferior opponents, how they're not, you know, a playoff worthy team. And I think that they, they get on track. Uh, I think they're, I don't think South Florida is going to be able to run the ball like Tulane and, uh, and Tulsa have the last couple of weeks, uh, South Florida, I just don't think has the dudes to be able to do that. Uh, so I think they're going to be, they're going to be forced to make some plays through the air and those Cincinnati defensive backs will make, will make some plays. And I think Cincinnati runs away with this one. Uh, I don't know if I'll touch this one, but if I were to side on it, I would go with Cincinnati. I think they roll. I think Cincinnati finally beats the brakes off of someone. Yeah. South Florida is not very good at all, but I think this is finally the week. The, the downside is for Cincinnati, they're getting everybody's best. So although yeah. South Florida is not any good. It's going to be the rest of the playoff season. Yeah, this is going to be as hard as they go all football season because they can be the one team that knocked off Cincinnati and, and they can be in the news for one Saturday, but I, I do like Cincinnati big. Yeah, most uh, you know that's the when you're the team to beat, you're gonna get which is good and bad. Up. You want people's best, right? You exactly. want to beat people's best, but and I think you're, you see that South Florida's best isn't very good still, though. Exactly. Yeah, I think Cincy rolls. Uh, Georgia uh, traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee really, really has turned things around this season, but I don't think they've. I don't think they're ready for this one. Um, I think they might score a couple of touchdowns, maybe, which yeah. other teams haven't. Um, but Georgia's gonna Georgia's gonna roll them. Yeah, Georgia rolls in this one. Uh, Big Twelve, West Virginia, six and a half point dog traveling to K State. K State's won three or four in a row at this point. Uh, I think they they win again. I think West Virginia out when they leave Morgantown, not nearly the threat. Deggy was really bad on Saturday. I think you'll see some of some of the freshman kid. Um, he's quick. He's very quick. Garrett Cooper, maybe is that his name? I don't remember. He's quick though. He's he played well against against OU. They brought him in a bunch of. He's a, a run first type guy, baseball yeah. player. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like K State to win. Yeah, I'll go with the Wildcats too. I I love betting Kansas State for some reason. Six and a half is actually a pretty attractive number in my opinion. Yeah, uh, West Virginia. I like West Virginia. I, like, I mean, I like K State too. I like that number. I'll yeah, consider K State. The people of Manhattan, Kansas, are very nice. That's very, also, very. That's nice. also weighing into my decision. Is is that. great people? So I, I like Kansas State. In this Manhattan's place. an underrated college town. It's, it's not. It's not bad at all. No, the little Apple hillier thing. than I thought. Very. So is Lawrence. Lawrence is actually <laughs> yeah. miserable. Yeah. To walk. Yeah. Um, AC uh, SMU is looking to avoid their third straight loss, hosting uh, UCF. SMU seven point favorite. I think it's pretty obvious that SMU is distracted. Their coaching has been bad against Houston and Memphis. Probably should have won both games. Very well could be sitting undefeated top 15 team in the country right now, but they're not. Um, they've gotten off to really slow starts the last two weeks. Um, they just don't look right. It's the third straight year. I, th- I think I've, 
I saw Sonny Dykes is three and five or three and six following undefeated starts the last because 2019 they started off eight or nine and oh uh 2020 they started off like five or six and oh and then this year they started off eight and oh or whatever and they seem to just tumble in november i'm not sure what it is i think this year maybe has something to do with sunny dykes being connected to initially that tech job and now the tcu job um so i really don't know what to expect i wouldn't be surprised if ucf covers i'm also wouldn't be surprised if smu comes out fired up i mean who knows but i do think the ponies will win um but I don't feel comfortable taking one side or the other of that seven. Yeah, I like SMU. I don't like the the spread. Let's see what the total is, though, because UCF can score. Yep. Um, they've slowly but surely figured things out a little bit more. It's 60 and a half, the, the total. I, I wonder if there's an – I don't think Dylan Gabriel's going to be back for going to be back for this one, but I do think there's a chance he's going to return at some point this season. So, actually, Central Florida is 4-0. The over is 4-0 wow. on the road this year for the Golden Knights, if you are a believer in trends. so um, Miami at Florida State, game that would have been sweet like 30 years ago. Uh, Miami, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, figured it out with Van Dyke at quarterback. They're winning. Not necessarily winning big, but their offense is, is doing the job. Uh, defense can't really stop anyone, but, you know, that's the ACC. Florida State has kind of steadied the ship. They're okay. Yeah, they they Jordan Travis is solid. I mean, yeah, if it weren't for that horrible start, they'd be a team probably fighting for a bowl bowl spot. I don't think that's gonna be the case this year for them. But I think this one could go could go either way. I just like I think Miami does have the quarterback advantage. I think they can Jordan Travis is good, but Van Dyke I think is actually really good. Uh and I think Miami wins a close one. I'm going to bet Florida State just because I've watched more Florida State. I had them against Clemson the other night and watched the majority of that or two weeks ago and had them watch the majority of it. And they do play hard. Stats go out the window in a rivalry game. Yep. And this is as big as it gets for Florida State and Miami. Yeah. Um, I would assume they'll still be able to fill the stadium pretty well. I don't know how good attendance has been for the past couple of years <laughs> down in Tallahassee, but um, this it's, it's a toss-up. Who do you think's back first of these two? Miami, but I don't think it's with the current coach they have. I don't think it's yeah. with Manny Diaz. And Florida State, I think they would have made a coaching change could they afford to do so. Speaking with a couple of Florida State fans, they do not have the money to buy this coach out and hire a new one. Yeah, I don't think Norvell. I I don't think Norvell was the right was the right guy there. I, but I, I would go to Florida State. Between Willie Taggart cost them a lot of money. Yeah. They bought him out so quick into his contract because he was so bad there. Yeah. They they don't have they the resources. What? He won I had two one most. One season, one season I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to pick Florida State, but it could be anybody's football. Yeah, who knows there. Um, 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 uh, Maryland is traveling to Michigan State. Uh, Maryland 13-point dog. Michigan State, I think, wins this one easily. Physical football team. Maryland tends to struggle with physical football teams. I think Walker uh, has a big one. Continues to keep himself right in that Heisman conversation, and I think I think Michigan State wins this one comfortably. Yeah, Sparty for me as well. Uh, Iowa State, ten and a half point favorite on the road at Texas Tech. Iowa State coming off a really their first dominant performance they've had this year. I mean, we haven't gotten the Iowa State that 
a lot of the media was saying we were going to get this season. I know you're not really surprised by that, but they did last week finally. Kind of brought it all together. Defense, really, really good. Uh, Brees Hall did what he did, and Purdy didn't didn't turn the ball over. Um, so Texas Tech, I think, is excited about the future, but uh, this year is just not the year for the, for the Red Raiders. So I think uh, I think Iowa State uh, wins in in Lubbock uh, by a semi comfortable margin. Heart tells me Texas Tech, and I want to do it, but reasonably I was who's tech toss or trotting out their quarterback this week do we know it, i hope it's not henry columbia but He's so bad they, they, they the options are thin if i'm assuming columbia is so bad let's see who maybe we can get a read on who they're starting columbia stats for those at home he's he has five touchdowns this year to five interceptions um i'm gonna pick iowa state Reluctantly, I'd love to pick Tech based on the theory that the guys on the team are going to play hard because it's going to be in front of their new head coach. They want to make a good first impressions, everything. Yeah. Um, so you go out there, play hard. Yeah. I don't get think a win, so. <laughs> you know? Um, I, I like Iowa State a lot. Yeah. I like Iowa State too. Yeah. I think they, I think they blow are, them out. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Which I hate saying. Yeah. I agree. Did we find the information on the starting quarterback, Clint? I'm trying to find it. It's... Who's the other guy they even rotate in there? He's kind of like the bell. The freshman. Guy. What's his name? No, it's um, the, his dad's the running backs coach. Uh, Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith. 6'5", 230. That's a load. Um, yeah, I'm not saying they should play him, but probably couldn't hurt to mix it up and try Off topic here, Max Ace Smith and Oral Roberts. 0-1 to start the season. Didn't cover. Gave up 109 points to to Colorado. Defense Colorado was never set. really their forte yeah. um, anyway last season, but that one hurts as I was on the yeah. Um, moving back in football, Clint, if you get that, let us know. But uh, Arizona State five and a half point favorite at Washington. Washington, uh, like we said, just not going well for Jimmy Lake there. Their offense is is horrible. Dylan Morris hasn't figured it out. But Arizona State, I mean, they're I mean, Washington's having these coaching issues. Arizona State has had a lot of stuff going on off the field. You never know what's going to show up there. I do think ASU wins this one just because if you have an offense with the pulse, I think you can can beat Washington. I don't think Washington's going to move the ball well on on ASU. So I think I think ASU wins. But I, this is another game that I think you could you don't know what to expect from Arizona State at all. Give me the Huskies based on two things. They're going to play harder now that their dickhead coach isn't uh, controlling the game. Two, Bookie's going to have a pick six, and that is the difference maker Saturday. Is he number 44 still? Yeah. 44 gets it done. Yeah. Elite. Elite. All right. Uh, Arkansas uh, battle for the boot heading down to to LSU. Two and a half point favorite in the Hogs. Uh, I like LSU here. I, I think a lot. I think LSU is going to win. I like, Coach, I like Coach O, too. He's only got so many games left down there in the bottom. When he's on his last hey, home game? Uh, possibly. It's got to be close. They got to have one or two. Yeah, no, when he's, when he's got that, when he's not the full-time head coach, different man. He's interim. He, when he was interim at, at, at LSU, when he, before he interim got the job. USC? Yeah, the interim at USC. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I, I think LSU wins. I like LSU, too. I, I, I don't think LSU is really that bad. I think that no. they're playing okay football. I don't think there's much of a difference between these teams. I think Arkansas is a much more well-rounded team. Um, 
much better defensively, but I think LSU, you know, Max Johnson can play, can play well at times. And in Baton Rouge, uh, I just think, I think LSU, uh, I think LSU is going to win. Yeah. I I like LSU too. LSU finished their last three games are at home. Oh, no way. That's a weird. Yeah. Classic SEC circus act in the scheduling though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, couple couple more here. A uh, couple pretty big ones in the Mountain West, especially this one, Nevada, two-and-a-half-point dog at San Diego State. Uh, two teams right in the mix to get to the conference title out of that West division in the Mountain West. Uh, San Diego State, team that really is anchored by that defense. Offense is inconsistent at best. Uh, Nevada, Carson Strong, really one of the more talented quarterbacks in the country. But I just think San Diego State's defense is gonna is gonna cause issues for him. Um, I think San Diego State's a little bit more well-rounded team. I, I think that defense, I think, just outweighs what what Nevada does offensively. And I think I think San Diego State uh, gets it done and covers the two and a half points. Um, and then I'll, you can pick the two here in a second. But I'll just go ahead and pick this other one: Utah State, four and a half point uh, dog at San Jose State. San Jose State. Uh, not performing to the level they did last year, uh, winning the Mountain West in that shortened season, um, but still five and four, uh, uh, coming off that win over Wyoming. Uh, I like Utah State to cover the four and a half and to actually win this one outright uh, um, at San Jose State. So go with an upset there. What are your thoughts on those last two? I'll go San Diego State at home um, with the points as well. And then I actually like Utah State, the Aggies on the road all right yep so we're on the, on the same page there uh and that is uh all we've got for uh week 11 really really good slate yeah really good slate. it's much better than it has been the past yeah weeks. yeah no, that was that was a long long preview yeah i'm excited about this week clint any all upset, right any upset picks on your part anything you like um you know what i'm going oh you big that's my one pick how about that? Big. I like it. I'm already on OU minus five and a half. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for some trivia? Oh, yeah. I do want to All say right. he said upsets, though, and you said OU. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> that caught me off guard. I was getting ready for some trivia. Big, tough guy. Dog will go. Um... One dog to win outright this week. Who do you think? Let's go. Ole Miss, even though it's kind of a weak dog to. No, it's still a dog, though. It's working. Yeah, go Ole Miss. All one, right. One dog to win out, right? I, I like LSU. LSU. And I like San Jose, or, and I like uh, uh, um, Utah State. My one dog to win out, right? Virginia. I'll just take Virginia, anyways. All right. Virginia. You're screwed if Armstrong doesn't play. I am, but I'm I'm sticking with the Who's. All right, especially because they just lost in basketball to Navy. So, and so I was thinking about really how also we said Navy was a lock. I or, did say or, no. I, I mean, the, Virginia, Virginia was a lock. You know, I didn't think Navy was gonna field a basketball team this year. So, <laughs> so I was pick. trying to see how we could do it where we mute, and I don't think it would work on Zoom. So okay, we'll we'll just stick with this now. Yeah, Very good. All right. Question one, in 2014, when Ohio State beat Oregon in the national championship, who was Oregon's leading rusher in that game? Um, 2014? Yeah. Would have been, this is not my answer. I'm thinking of Michael James. Or was, was that after Michael James? Mm. 
But I mean, Mariota could have been the leading rusher too. It might have been Marcus Mariota. Wait, so we're saying for the game, right? Can yeah, for like the game. A, what about like a, where did like Royce Freeman play? Was oh, it? I think it was. I feel like it was him. Michael might be. Before, I think the Michael's think, before this. Yeah, yeah. same. Should we go with Royce, Royce Freeman's the only name. Royce Freeman. Let's go with Royce Freeman. Yeah. Royce Freeman. It's Thomas Tyner. Mariota was. Oh my gosh. I was actually looking up something, and apparently he retired from football after that year, like took a year off, and then came back but went to Oregon State. No, a very way. interesting story. Wait, yeah, that's a scummy move. Wait, please tell me at least Royce Freeman was on that team. Yes, Royce Freeman was on the team, okay, and Mariota was the second leading rusher. So how many did Royce rush for? That makes you. It fun. wasn't much. I think Tyner was the starter, and yeah, dang, that was a good. All question. right, question I two. We what him. we had no chance. <laughs> yeah, that would, I would have been very impressed. Question two, what college did Kansas City running back Daryl Williams attend? Williams. I like these questions. That's a good one. Daryl Williams. Can we get a hint? Yeah, can we get a hint on this Okay, one? SEC. Okay, so it's got to be an SEC school. That, I mean, it's got to be like a Vanderbilt or a Mississippi State or Daryl 10 seconds. Not Alabama. Yeah, it's not Alabama. It's not Auburn. Mississippi State, maybe? I don't know. It's, I, don't, I don't got anything. LSU. What? Kind of a surprise there. How old is he? Yeah. It's another good question. Oh, my gosh. I almost misread that. Um, he was there 2014 to 2017. He's a spring chicken. Yeah. In the I, yeah. I figured he had been in the NFL like eight years. Yeah. Me too. Huh. All right. Weird. On to the next one. Question three. In the 2016 Cotton Bowl, what team did Alex Hornibrook in Wisconsin beat? In the what year? Uh, 2016. Okay. So Pac 12 team. Oh, Cotton Bowl. Oh, uh, well, I know that it's Western Michigan. Is, is... Yeah. Cause Corey Davis. Yeah. And, uh, and PJ Flynn. It's Western Michigan. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's a good point. All right, one for three. Got another NFL college team. What college did Green Bay receiver Randall Cobb attend? Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky. Big blue. Two, four, four. Last one. Since 2006, only two Heisen winners weren't selected in the first round. One is a running back. One is a quarterback. Since 2006? Yeah. So, including the 2006 and on. Okay, so uh, Tebow was a first-round pick. I'll let you talk this one out. I'll give you some Manziel time. Manziel was a first-round pick. Was Tebow a first-round pick? Yeah, wasn't he? Didn't there, didn't Elway? Let's see if we can keep naming him. Yeah, before we. Um, since Jeff, Vince, when did he? He, he didn't win. win. Husband, yeah, he didn't win the Heisman. Uh, Liner was before that. Jason White was before that. Yeah, but who's after? So who's two thousand eight? Bradford. He was number one. Yeah. 2009 might have been Tebow, right? Yeah. TBD. A running back. 2010. Did Ingram go in the first round? That's what we need to think about the running back. No, but we can eliminate uh, Derek Henry went in the first yep. round. Um, who's the other guy that went running back? Ingram is honestly the only. It's got to be Ingram and someone else. That's a good question. Quarterback. I'll give you 10 more seconds. Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. So, so Mark Ingram and 
Say Tim Tebow. Tebow. I think that's wrong, but. Troy Smith was the 2006 oh. winner in the fifth round, and it was actually Derek Henry in the second round. He was 45th That's overall. Yeah, so I know. Tim, Tim Tebow actually went in the first round. Yeah, he was the 25th overall pick. And he was out of the league that fast? For- hey, he won a playoff game. He won a playoff game. Yeah, I think against the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, it was. It was definitely against the Steelers. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who's a fan of the Steelers remembers that game. And that's enough of that. Very All right. All right, back to you, Parker. All right, yeah, that was a that was a long episode. Really, really great slate of games. So a lot to go over there. Uh, got our reaction to the college football rankings. Uh, as always, give us a follow on social media at Fifth Year Podcast on Twitter and at the Fifth Year Podcast on Instagram, and give our individual Twitters a follow too. Uh, like, rate, subscribe to the podcast would really, really appreciate that. Uh, get the word out. We appreciate everyone that's listening to this. Uh, everyone that's giving us a shot. Uh, kind of down on the home stretch here of college football so uh let's have a fun week 11 and a good end of the season